clinical disclaimer. This podcast is focused on education and entertainment. While we love to help and teach, it is not meant to be used as a replacement for clinical services. If you are experiencing significant relationship issues or major concerns in your sexual, physical, or mental health, please seek the services of a professional provider near you. Welcome to the University of Pleasure. Where we have sexual conversation to help build a happier nation. I'm Dr. Tara Jansen, licensed psychologist and certified sex therapist. And I'm Jeremiah James, and I'm just a guy who likes talking about sex. You hear those soul bells wiggling, ding, 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 you ding, 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 Words with me are like names on people. Yep. You know, they're not. I'm not the greatest at those things. Just ask anybody who's ever performed opposite me. Like, what the hell just came out of his <laughs> But if you do it with confidence. And we are back, Doc. Here we are. It is Christmas time, holiday time. There's no snow right now where I am. Is it snowing where you are yet? There's snow. There's yeah. definitely snow. Of there course, there's a lot snow. of snow this week. Of course, there's there a lot is. of snow. Yes, I love that you had to turn and look out the window to double check that. Like you could have just been like, "Yes, we've had snow," but you literally I I looked it, out the window. I did it for emphasis, right? Like for you. But then I realized that this is an audio recording and nobody can see me. Not so. yet, because next year, because we're coming down to the end of season three and season four, we're getting new technology, Doc, and we are actually going to be recording. With cameras. It's a oh, new thing God. that's out there. People use cameras. cameras. <laughs> Does that mean that I have to get ready beyond pajamas? Yes, you ah. will actually have. Well, hey, here's the thing. Ah. Technically, technically, if you're still in pajama bottoms and you throw on a shirt, nobody will know you're in pajama bottoms. Like I've they do like on the these. news. Yeah, I've seen enough of those, though. It always goes badly. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're always flying a little close like too close to the sun i understand those. and i respect that about you so i expect full makeup and prep hair did everything ready to go okay for well, all we'll of talk our millions about, we'll of fans. we'll negotiate that all right negotiation <laughs> schmotiation i cannot wait it's going to be so much fun our fans are going to love it the youtube channel all these great things that we've always talked about next year season four is going to explode i am excited and it's good to see you we have a great episode today, but before we get to that episode, of course, don't forget to check out the Amy book, follow us on all of our social media, give us a call on our phone number, leave us a message. We've got next season, we've got lined up, Doc, several, and I mean several. I'm very excited about this. People who have reached out to do could have been better sex stories yeah. with us. It's going to be great. We're going to do several of them. And I can't wait to share these stories and have them all be dissected with a really tight Don't little that. knife. That's not by a good sales pitch. That's not a good sales pitch reveal. She'll dissect your stories. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fair enough. A, a, a friendly, kind dialogue okay. is what we're Fair promoting. enough. I may, maybe I pushed it a little too hard in one direction. <laughs> I take it back. Have a friendly chat about some of these great stories with the illustrious doc anyway 
So don't forget to check all those things out. Like, share, and subscribe. Tell all your friends. Follow us on the socials. All those things. And Doc, here we are, okay? This is one that I am really excited about. I love this time of year. My wife is a crazy Christmas elf when this time of year comes up. It's all about getting the decorations up, things getting like real. I mean, it's like Christmas kind of throws up in our house in the most <clears throat> wonderful of ways, honey, if you're listening. I just want you to know I mm. love every bit of it. I'm just saying that it's a great time of year, but we we talk about this every year. It's also a really tough time for people in mental health. So, yes, you know, I'm glad that we're coming full circle back to this. So let's get rolling, baby. It's cold inside. Staying merry and bright amidst holiday fights. Doc, this is good. You know why I like this one? It's because it's cold inside, even though it's warm technically because they would have the heat on, but it's cold because they're fighting. I, this was one of your better puns, I got to say. I'm, I'm oh, happy you. with this. Thank you. Thank I you. I dig it. I dig <laughs> it. Uh, yeah. Um, this is, I think, I hope that this is a useful topic. I, the holidays can be great. They can be lovely. Of course they can. And they can also be like, super duper stressful right? <laughs> um, for a number of reasons, but the holidays tend to be um, sometimes a little tough on folks and sometimes uh, because they're stressful can lead to a lot of conflict with partners. Yes. I don't know. Do you feel like you're aware of this? I am aware peripherally. Okay. Because I don't, we don't, I don't, I don't, let me, let me answer. I'm going to use my words. I have yet to run into major holiday arguments over the holidays specific. I have run into problems where like family may have uh, come and invited themselves to holiday events and stuff like that where, you know, they probably should have checked first and things like that, you know. Those kind of things, but never. I gotta be honest. Myself and my queen, we don't we don't really fight any extra over the holidays. So we're very fortunate in that because she's just so jolly. She's so she loves Christmas so much. Am I laying this on thick? Because you're giving me a really like. No, I'm just listening. I'm having a contact issue, so this this one's not about you this time. I'm okay, good. Because you're like, I was like, her eyes like blinking. She's like staring at me very intently. And when she does that, folks, you gotta understand those of you who are out there listening. I, I get starts to make you a little unnerved because the the look is so strong. The doc's got a strong look. And when she gives me that look, she usually looks at me like, you ever feel like you're being seen through? Like someone's <laughs> going through you to the other side. Does that make, anyway, this isn't about me. <laughs> the point is that, no, I don't have this issue. However, I know a lot of people do. I've had many friends where it gets very, very heightened, especially friends who have children and, you know, mm -hmm. it becomes very intense of trying to like make sure that Santa gets all the presents and all of those things, you know, like, and, you know, and then of course, financially, and then there's a lot of sadness when people that we've lost people. And so there are a whole bunch of things that I know add to it, but I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, like, I think there are just to, you know me. I love to kind of like be like, what 
why? What makes it so difficult? Right. <laughs> like, lay, let's lay it out a little bit. Like, I think in general, there are a lot of great setups for people getting into conflict around the holidays. So, so let's talk about some popular pressure cookers. You yeah. named one of them. One of them is finances. Like, the holiday budget can be a really big thing that people get into conflict about, you know, because like, not everybody just has like endless money to buy things and you know buy gifts for folks and like but sometimes especially if people have kids sure right they might be kind of having some conflict about like how much money they might spend on the children or you were at a friend who bought a gift for their partner that was too much it was beyond the agreed budget yes i do that all the time here's the thing i can help everybody with this right now and the thing (laughs) is you know, if you just kind of think back to the Jim Carrey's, the uh, night, what, uh, the Grinch movie, and how the little girl, she's like asking dad, who works in the post office, like, why are we spending, you spending so much money? Buy so many things. He's like, because it's Christmas, it's giving. That's my thing. Just don't worry about it. Look at the credit card statement next month. You know what I mean? Just don't care. Like, I don't <laughs> throw the budget out the window, put it in the shredder. You're going to overspend. It's part of the holiday giving. And then just stress about it later. I think if you just do it in that order, everything will be fine. Sure. <laughs> okay, I guess you don't agree. I guess you don't agree. Um, but for some people, you can pull that off, right? It depends on like lots of things. How tight are your finances, right? Like, are you really like, you know, like there are varying levels of privilege that people have around money. We're not a financial podcast here, Doc. Okay. We're not talking about dividends and stuff. I'm just saying. Well, I'm not talking about dividends. I'm talking about like some people like just straight up, like they may not have it and overspending might like create problems with rent the next month. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair. I Um, see your point. But however, like I do think also just individual i mean like what are the things that people often fight about money kids and sex right those are like truth money kids and sex like people have a lot of different values around like money and how to spend money and what's worth money so it's not even just about sometimes how much money somebody might have like you could have folks that have plenty of money in the bank but they they think about that money differently and how it should be allocated differently right and so there's there's like lots of room for for arguments and conflict right 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 um, right right. another another very popular thing that creates a little bit of a pressure cooker how do you allocate time amongst each other's families right yes so this one this one i tell you this this is what i said I, i've run into this before i've run into people who kind of just showed up without really you know asking and then also like who are we seeing? The old family game. Uh, is it this year is so-and-so's family or is this year so-and-so's family members or is it this year the cousins are coming because last year they didn't and we've got to make sure. And I won't lie. That's the only time I ever get stressed in the holidays because I'm like, oh, not cousin so-and-so. Like, <laughs> oh, God. You know, and, uh, you know, these are all fictional cousins, honey, I swear. So anyway, the point is, I hear you on this one. Continue, please. Yeah, well, I think the the... Str- there's a lot of like kind of setups in that, but like part of it too is like who's kind of like, whether it's like family needs, like whose needs get to be important, right? Or prioritized in some kind of way, because you can't be at all places at once. Or sometimes there, you might have a partner that's like, why are we going to your, I don't know, your family holiday, whatever sort of, uh, if people practice different sort of holiday traditions, right? Like whatever the holiday tradition is, why are we going over to so-and-so's event, right? Like, 
you don't even like them. Why are we spending time on that? Right. right. Well, I mm-hmm. feel like I have to. Well, you're just obligated. Let's just stay home this year. Like those kind of fights also happen a lot, right? Where yes. somebody's yes. like, well, this feels pointless because it seems like you don't want to do it other either, right? And then someone's like, well, but I I do and I don't, you know? So like there's all these just like complex family dynamics and, you know, because sometimes it's not even just about like, oh, I want to go here and I want to go here. Sometimes it's about why are we going there? This right. doesn't make any sense sure. to me. Yep. And that's frankly actually a really frequent fight that I might have people having around the holidays. Got and it. also not going to lie, like, uh, COVID's made lots of stuff more stressful. True. Because Truth. you have, you got lots of people with different like values and safety concerns and like, obviously like vaccination status and all of that. And so then that just adds an extra has been over the last couple of years, adding just an extra layer of distress and things, yes. things have been a little bit, I don't know if you've noticed Jeremiah, things have been a little bit more politically uh, intense. Yeah, a little bit, just a, just little, a little bit, bit a little, a, smidge, a little more just political a tension in the last seven years. Yeah, just a little more political tension, and not gonna lie, like that can, the, I, I, I don't think I could even count how many a uh, couple sessions I've had around holidays and political tension yeah. in families, and yeah. someone being like, I don't want to go here because I don't like what what so and so sort of represents in your family, and like, mm-hmm. I mean, and that stuff is real, and that's that's real stuff that people have been struggling with. Other stuff that makes a nice pressure cooker, just to kind of go down the list, travel related stress. Travel sometimes, like tough travel, sometimes does just not bring out the best. No, it really doesn't. You know, I got to be honest. I'm I'm an easygoing traveler. Like I'm not somebody who gets that stress when they travel. Things are delayed. Things are. Yeah, I'm like whatever. I'm like whatever. But you know, I, again, I don't have children. So like, you know, the biggest thing I got to do is make sure there's coverage for our dogs. Like when we travel, you know what I mean. But like other people, when you got like a bunch of kids and you're trying to get them dressed and packed and you got to you know, pull them through the airport and all, I can only imagine. And then it's like. On top of that, if a flight is missed or just one person gets bumped and the kids can't, I can't even, like all that just stresses me out thinking about it. Yeah, it's super, you know, it was really interesting. The other day I was sort of, I don't know, nostalgic and I watched Home Alone. Oh, it's a classic. (laughs) It is a classic and I don't think I've watched it since I was like probably like a teenager or something. And it just gave me horror, like Catherine O'Hara, right? Like leaving, like just not like that she left the child behind. Like I know that's the plot of the movie, but more the the just that her being in the airports and arguing with people and not being able to get on flights i was like this is stressing me yes a hundred percent but you know another side note that's really funny about that movie when you watch it now it's like watching how it used to be before 9 11 like you know when they're oh, like yeah. just going up to like ticketing booths and they're like walking in and out of security oh i know <laughs> like, right i said like that what too the when the world I was used to be <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's that's not how it is anymore. Nope. And nope. Wrong. like in any way, shape or form. But so that stuff is like obviously stressful. And even if it's like going according to plan, like you got everybody packed in a car and you're driving sometimes in not great weather because of the time of year, like it just, you know, it adds a little tension. And sure. that's another one. Obviously, we kind of talked about like difficult family, like sometimes there's difficult family dynamics. Some of them, too, are like um watching somebody's partner be treated in a certain way by their family and having right. a really hard time yes. like sort of supporting that so for instance like um you know like i work with a lot of people kind of across a lot of diverse backgrounds and i work with maybe certain people that identify as like 
in the LGBT community in some type of way, right? Where somebody's like going to a family system in which maybe there's like an unsupportive parent, Yeesh. right? Or somebody that's like not very supportive of their relationship and someone's asking their partner to come with them into sort of a, a space that doesn't feel very safe. Yeah. That's so and so good. like, yeah. So like there can be all sorts of, you know, like some things around the holidays can just feel like kind of a, uh, obnoxious. Yeah. And then yep. there are some things that feel like, wow, this actually feels really bad right. for me. And those, you know, depending, like, we'll talk a little bit about, like, what are some things you can try and do? Like, obviously, the things that you do also kind of are dependent on, like, how stressful is this situation? Sure. Right? Yeah, like, course, because not all yes. not all stressors are created equal. Yes. Um, the other sort of uh, thing that people tend to fight about is a differing sense of importance on the holidays. Explain. So you just so you just gave a really good example, right? Like you said that your wife really like kind of loves it and like brings a lot of joy. And it sounds like for you, like that's fine. Like yeah, you're like, that's oh, great. great. I love it. Yeah, which is threw up Christmas around the house or something. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Right. But if if you weren't into that, right? Or if you were like critical or judgmental about that in some kind of way, right? Like why are we putting this well, much? First of all, that would that? never happen because I'm clearly not a very judgmental person. I'm very open across all things we'll move on but what what <laughs> <laughs> what i would say right like sometimes some people are like oh it's it's you know it's this holiday like we got to get into it right and and they, they've got maybe a lot of excitement or cheer or they want it to be really special and really meaningful and you have someone else that's like yeah it's not really for me right and right. all of a sudden it feels like really hurtful or somebody's trying to like kind of you know, pop yeah. someone's joy balloon yeah. in some kind of way. Yeah. And there are different, to be fair, there are different reasons that people might not get as into the holidays, right? Like people have different family experiences or life experiences where they're like, this just isn't, isn't, isn't as important to me. And it's not really a problem if, if it's like, but it can be important to you, that's fine. But right. sometimes people can be kind of uh, critical or the person that is finding it very important is having a very hard time accepting that it's not important to the other person. Got it. Um, a place where this shows up is gift giving. Oh, you know what? That wouldn't even bet that ah, Doc, that wouldn't even bet on my radar. Cause I'm just like, you know, you give a, you're given it's, it's the holidays. You give gifts and it's a really beautiful, wonderful thing, but yes, I totally could see this. Okay. Continue. Yeah. Like somebody might take a ton of time picking out a gift, right? And being like, oh, I like this. You know, I've been planning for six months and I, you said this one thing while we were out walking this one time right. and I've hunted it down and I found you that Bob Seger album <laughs> that you like, whatever, right? Like you said that you listened to in eighth grade. Right, like, right. And it's like, they put all this thought and then their partner's like, hey, I got you some mittens. <laughs> and... <laughs> And you're, and then all of a sudden somebody's like, oh, okay, right? And the and you know if somebody's like fine with that, like like me, I I, I love gift giving. It's like one of my love languages, right? Like I yes. get people, I love buying, I love buying people actually. Ironically, I don't like buying people's gifts around the holidays as much. I like no reason gifts. Like that's my favorite thing to do. Well, this is but, really interesting to know about you. Yeah. Look at that insight into you. Yeah, well done. Really interesting. <laughs> Interestingly, we've been friends for four years and I haven't gotten any random gifts from you. So your love <clears throat> language is not really. Um... <clears throat> I do believe that I sent you a birthday gift. 
which birthday was that? The one you remembered four years ago or the three that you've forgotten? I think two years ago. I remember the <laughs> <laughs> but it's not about me. Continue, please. It's true. Okay. Well, I'll work on more random gifts showing up at your house. However, <laughs> the, you know, for some people, right? Like, uh, but, but for me, uh, I don't really care about getting gifts and what people give me. And, and don't get me wrong. Like sometimes it's not like, you know, and, and, I, I like I don't really care all that much but you know sometimes like if I am like oh I put all this effort in and someone you know is like oh yeah I thought you'd like this frying pan I, it, I might be like wah 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 but it's yeah. not really that upsetting to me sure but for some people like they they really want that exchange yes right that the exchange, exchange of like the same level of care and thought yeah and and that's that's not a judgment on like that's no, okay of course not. it just it just creates a problem when the other person's like, yeah, I'm not really into giving gifts, right? right? Like I kind of picked the first thing out that I saw when I was walking around Macy's sure, and it ended up in a box and now you have it. Right. right. Yep. And I think, I think that that is a really like a, a, a kind of poignant example <laughs> around uh, and, and you'll hear a lot of conflict about that. And then, you know, I don't even know how many stories I've heard of somebody's like, well, after we open the gifts, then no one talked for the rest of the Ooh. day. You know, Ooh, I know that I, oh my gosh, my, I love you, dad. And I know that I've said this story before, but there was, it was just so good. One year when I was a kid, my dad and my family wasn't like crazy into gifts, but you know, for the most part, like we, you know, with what we had, my, my mother was always uh, spent a lot of time and my father, you know, like making sure that we had something. But one year my dad got my mom a meat slicer. What? <laughs> Um, like a like you see in the store that's like cha chunk cha chunk cha chunk cha chunk. I mean, this is like I think probably the early nineties. What? You got her. And and I would to give credit to my mom. Like my mom is not somebody that's like give me gifts, give me gifts, right? Like she's definitely like pretty laid back about it. But he, you know, and and I think my dad genuinely like like thought it would be a great gift. Wow. It was not meat slicer. It, was, it not. was not. It was not. My mom was a bit displeased about the meat slicer, but it still yes. is like one of my favorite fam. I'm so happy, Dad, that you gave Mom the meat slicer. It's like one of my favorite family memories. It, it gives me a good giggle. But anyway, uh, I think that in general, those kind of dynamics can set people up. Um, I mean, really, gift giving overall is a real setup. <laughs> like, truth, truth. It, I, I, you know, I hadn't even thought about that. This is why you're the doc and I'm me, because I would have been like, nah, gifts are great, whatever. But you're totally right. Like, you get that that one. I mean, totally could set you up for uh, a little bit of uh, resentment, frustration, argument. Yeah, well, and sometimes it's not even about the gifts people are giving to each other. Like, if people have kids, you know, sometimes there can be disagreements about what gifts to get by somebody, right? Like, so sure. whether it's like their kids or frankly, like a loved one or a friend and someone can be like, oh, I want to buy so-and-so a racetrack. And someone's like, a racetrack, that's, no, we're buying sweaters. Got it, right? like, got it. You know, and like kind of, there's just trickiness and like priorities and all of that type of stuff. And this one, we spent a lot of time, this was our holiday episode last year, if you remember, was on gift giving. So if people would like to know more about gift giving, things to think about around the holidays yes that Listen was to last, last year yes 100 right. percent. i remember it all perfectly well this one is about like sometimes certain gifts can feel pointed or pressuring in some kind of way i think like so for instance we talked about like lingerie yeah like yeah. know your audience know your audience yeah you know if somebody 
is not suggested to you that they want you to give them sex toys or lingerie, right? Like some of those, uh, some of those gifts can feel like there's an expectation. Yeah, a little bit, a little them. bit of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I also think that uh, one of the things that also just sets us up as individuals for stress around the holidays, right? Because the more stressed we are as individuals, the more apt we are to be snippy or snappy or kind of sure. just crappy yes. with each other. Yes. The holidays give the illusion of time off, but it's really allocated to all these obligatory things often. That is 100% true. Uh, you know, especially because well, like as a kid, it's time off. You know, you're yeah, like, it's great. Free. It's time off. <laughs> it's hanging out with maybe your cousins or yep. whatever, depending on your family system. And then it's getting gifts. It's yeah, the best. It's the best. But and lots of candy. Not so much. Not so yeah. much. Obligations. Yeah. Prepping, parties, cooking, you know, family might not really want to see all that badly, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but, you, but in our minds, sometimes it's like, oh, I'm going to get some time off. Right. <laughs> right? right. And so we're like, kind of like, sometimes there's like unmet expectations, which when we have unmet expectations that just can create a little tension, people are like, ah, I don't have to work, so I'm going to get a little time to myself. And in reality, you might not get much right. time. Exactly. In fact, you might be just like moving about. Yeah. I, I think in general, there we also like, I mean, <laughs> I was watching like the the very briefly the Macy's Day Parade, and like there was like all of these like uh commercials on for like lifetime and oxygen, and they were all competing with each other. 27 new holiday movies, <laughs> right? And like 38 <laughs> new holiday movies, and I'm like all of them to create a, and I know I sound cynical, but many of them that create a sense of pressure for things to feel super special and connected <laughs> around the holidays. Not a killjoy at all, Doc. I know, I know, which is fine. I'm not judging them. Those can be very lovely things to watch, but the reality is, is like culturally, socially, like that we- That makes a lot of pressure, puts a lot of pressure. It's gotta be perfect. It's gotta be that beautiful scene you just saw in Lifetime. Right. Well, it means, incidentally, I think, Lifetime. If you'd like to be a sponsor of the University of Pleasure, please. You're probably right. They probably won't want to do it. Anyway, continue. Um, but, but the you know, and so there's not. I'm not suggesting like if you and like if you enjoy the holidays, please enjoy the holidays. I think culturally, though, there can be a lot of pressure around a certain feeling that's yes. supposed to be happening, right? Yes. Like the commercials show everyone sitting around, having, you know, this peaceful, loving, connected time, the movies do it. And I think that it, you know, that stuff kind of wedges itself in our brain. And so sometimes when things feel disconnected or they feel stressful, then all of a sudden we're like, what's wrong with us? Or what's wrong with me that I don't feel the way that I'm supposed to feel around right. this like happy, joyful season. And that can just create a little extra tension. Yes, yes. I built in a break. This is very exciting. You so did? Look yeah. at you. I thought, I mean, is that why you were giving me that like blank look just now? You were like. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair. Nobody can see the I was also look. giving you a blank look because I'll be very excited when we record these as well, because there become parts where Jeremiah just starts looking off in the distance. <laughs> That's just me listening. That's my listening face. How very dare you. <laughs> Great. All Sounds right. Good. Well, let's take this pre-done break that the doc just threw on down the gauntlet here. Let's do it. We'll be right back. And we are back. Now that the doc has laid it out, 
Now that we have a good idea of the stressors of the holidays, I'm ready for the doc to come back with some fix-it tips, tricks. Let's do it. What can we do, doc, to survive the holiday doldrums? Well, you know that I I would, this is the part where you always get a little annoyed with me. I'm like, well, I don't know if he'll fix it, but it might help. All right, fine. Let's not <laughs> Let's fix just set reasonable expectations. Let's set reasonable expectations. It, you're life here to help. Hard. We're here to help. How do yeah. we help? How life can... is hard. Expect challenges. Okay, so what are the challenges? Okay, well, we've talked about the challenges. So in terms of um, what to do, like I said earlier, part of this depends on maybe how big the stressor is. So, and, and also what what kind of couple are you like if you're a couple that's already having a lot of conflict generally and struggles to manage conflict you might need some different strategies right so the things that i'm talking about are probably a little bit more global to be like here's some stuff to think about but obviously it might not work or fit for everyone depending on where you're at the uh love the degree of the problem you're struggling with or frankly the degree of difficulty you are currently having as a couple around okay. conflict, right? Okay. Because sometimes when we're when we're struggling with deeper resentments towards each other, we also whether it, and and even among among the best of us, we find ourselves uh, looking for reasons to fight. Yes, right. Have you ever experienced that in a couple where you notice that you're like, it, I'm not feeling great about this, and now I'm picking on things. Yes, and I'm, not picking, poking. You know, okay. like, yeah, 100%. 100%. That's a real thing. People, I've actually had friends who were like, oh, that's not real. I'm like, oh, please, you may not realize you're doing it, but you're doing it. Like, it happens. Okay? It's yeah. a real thing. Right. So, you know, that's uh, also as an aside, if you are having very legitimate stressors in your relationship already, like, be thoughtful about that. Yeah, right? The holidays absolutely. might create an extra challenge. It might be a little bit more hardcore. Um. So, Okay. So can I do just a little, little quick side note? What? Yeah, give us a side note. I love a good side note. Uh, I think sometimes we struggle or, or people around us struggle to understand, like, why do we treat often the people most important to us the worst in times of stress, right? It's kind of that, like, statement, like, you always hurt the ones you love. You know, and True. I think sometimes it's hard for people to understand, but... Uh, there, I mean, there, there can be lots of reasons, but in reasonably healthy relationships, right? When you're securely attached to someone, meaning like unconsciously, you feel like pretty safe in that relationship. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that safety Mm -hmm. allows us to feel safe to kind of be at our worst. Does that make sense? Right? Like, so if you're sure, yes, like if you're meeting somebody new, right, or engaging in somebody new, you're often going to be on your best behavior. Why? Well, you're still trying to establish something to create some type of attachment that feels secure and has some longevity to it. It's why people are always like, you tricked me. None of these things were like, you weren't like this when we first got together or whatever, you know what I mean? But but part of this is, is like, when we are trying to create an attachment to somebody, we usually unconsciously are on our best behavior, right? Yes. <laughs> then yes. as we move along in our relationship, the irony is that sometimes it comes out of a really healthy place. Like when we're being a little shitty to a partner, mm-hmm. I know that that sounds a little odd, right? But like we, we feel securely attached. We feel a little safer to right. be like kind of you know, annoyed or snappy or whatever it might be. Now, I'm not saying that that's not, that's a reason to not try to like manage that or control that. (laughs) But 
it it happens a lot. It happens in parent-child relationships as well, right? It's like, why do kids like, I hate you? Well, right. because there's some freedom of expression there, and they're probably not going to go do that with a friend, right, when they're having <laughs> a hard, difficult, emotional day. Um, anyway, that's just kind of sometimes like... I think it's helpful to understand like where that comes from, because sometimes if we have a partner that's being really snippy and snappy or whatever with us, we're like, why is it me? Why are you such a brat to me? And it's right. like, well, part of it might, you know, sometimes if it's not a great relationship, it might be coming from somewhere else, but sometimes it might just be coming from like, well, because they feel safe. Like they feel like they could, can kind of be that. That's right. You. I mean, what the, but isn't it also stock something's like, you know, this is kind of what we sign up for as partners at times, like, you know, you, you know, you know, there's kind of a, a safety net there. Like, I know that my partner is, you know, yeah. I feel comfortable and safe enough because we're partners and I love you and we're a team and I can I can show you the stressors that I would normally wouldn't show other. Yeah. People. And, in, you know, and in psychology world, we would call that secure attachment. There you like go. Well, I am the- very secure attachment to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> you will show it all. Right? I will show it all. There it is. Um, yeah. You know, like if you don't feel securely attached, sometimes you feel like you have to be perfect. Right. And you, and you, and you can't make errors or you can't right. make mistakes. So there is some health in it. It may not always feel that way in the right. moment, but there is some health in it. Um, okay. So this is my number one conflict management skill, just generally speaking. Nobody likes it, and it's really hard to get people to do. It's by far. <laughs> well, this is going well. It is by far the most effective strategy using proactive versus reactive conflict management. And I think we've kind of talked about it we briefly about in other this parts. a little bit before. I remember a little right. bit of this. Yeah. So proactive, it's really what it sounds like. We tend to try to have the most difficult conversations and do most of our conflict management when we are at our most heightened emotional states, right? Got it. Something upsets us and then we're like, what are you doing? And then we try to figure it out and talk through it while we're really upset. Right. And don't get me wrong, we sometimes, especially in a pretty reasonably functioning relationship, can muddle our way through. But it's also not always the most effective way, obviously, if you're a little calmer, right, and you're approaching a problem on the front end, like you're anticipating, like, so for instance, the holidays are a really great time to do this. Because if you know that the last four holiday seasons have been real difficult for you and your partner, and nothing has really changed in how you approached it, it's a pretty fair bet that the season might be similar. Right. <laughs> and so this is a great time to be like, can we sit down? And talk about how we might want to approach this differently or how we were feeling last year. And I don't mean like doing that a day before. I mean like a little time, you know what I mean? Beforehand. Why? You're going to be calmer. You're going to be more rational. True. You're going to be less taken off guard. Yes. So people are generally less defensive because they're sitting down, right? We've talked about this like in taking a walk or sitting down at the kitchen table right. and having a little conversation about things. And it's so hard to get people to do. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's really, why? Why, really did, is. why do you imagine it's hard to get people to do? Well, because it feels like you're starting, you're, you're, you're stepping into a viper pit unnecessarily like it's always the idea of like deal with it when it's there don't start an argument or don't start a a conflict before you need to deal with the conflict it's like you're starting one to the ironic part about it is from what you've explained to me and what i have taken to heart from this actually because you know i'm like 
I need to talk about this. And as soon as you start talking like that, people, their, their, their haunches go up. You know, they, they have the hair on the back of your neck goes mm -hmm. up, right? And it's like you're starting a fight for no reason instead of just hoping that a fight doesn't appear that you have to deal with later, right? But in reality, what you're doing, uh, all of our wonderful folks out there, you're actually getting ahead of it. You've talked about it ahead of time. So you mm -hmm. actually have a plan together and it actually works. Because I got to tell you, I was skeptical about this one. When you, <laughs> <clears throat> I freely admit it, everybody, I was like, this is ridiculous. This is one of those things the doc's talking about. I, I mean, because I always believe the doc for the most part, but this one, I'm like, do I want to start a conflict before a conflict happens? Do I want to? But it's not really. Like, if you come from a place where you're just like walking and talking, like, hey, can we talk about this before the holidays? I'm concerned. The last couple of years have been this and that, and I just want to make sure that we don't run into these problems. And it works, man. It works. It's crazy to me. The proactive one works. It is a tough sell. Um, it's a tough sell because mm, I think a lot of times what, what people are anticipating is it is going to be like a conflict. But mm, the whole point is, it's probably going to look more like a discussion yes and less like a fight yes and don't get me wrong that doesn't mean that you might have not might not have some anxiety or you might not have moments of heightened emotion but comparably they're probably going to be much less than what you would have at a different you know if you were like literally in it and you're yes. really upset about something yes 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 and most people are like ah, i don't want to ruin a moment like a, a nice peaceful moment with that and the irony is if people can get and start taking that risk what they find is that they often aren't ruining anything they're that people often end up feeling closer and more connected and they're like oh but it's just kind of like it's sort of like convincing somebody that they'll like the taste of sushi before they've tried sushi <laughs> you know like you yes. can't it's a it's a tough sell until someone's just sort of willing to take that leap right um you know i i think too part of the struggle is this like if people are in a state where they're anticipating conflict, like there's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy there, right? Because if you're having a lot of anticipatory anxiety about that, about something like if you're sitting there thinking like next year, this year's going to be just like last year, right? And you're starting to get all agitated and irritated about it. Guess what? You're going to be more likely to be snappy right. and on edge. And then actually do the things yep. that create more you're conflict. Right. You're right. Mean, you're a hundred percent right. So if you're, if you notice, so this is like kind of the other thing of like, what can you do as an individual? Part of that is, is working on one's own level of like avoidance. If you notice that you're sitting around with a lot of anticipatory anxiety, like this is going to be bad. I know that it's going to suck or like, it's going to be hard and we're going to fight. And I know, and I'm just dreading that. Like, that's a really good time to go. Okay. Well, I have the power of that knowledge. Yes. What do I do with it? Yep. Because sitting around anticipating it is more than likely just going to create more of the problem that you're seeking to avoid right. versus, and I get that it takes a risk and it, and it takes a leap and that's a tough thing to do, but being like, okay, can I approach this in some way ahead of time? And it often leads to much, much better outcomes. And also as an aside can relieve some of that anticipatory anxiety, which is not pleasant right yeah <laughs> it's yep. it's not worrying is not pleasant worrying nope. that something's like now you're like suffering on the way to suffering agreed agreed right? versus like all right let's have something difficult and see if we can reduce the suffering here yeah um 
And, you know, like, I know that that really means that I'm asking people and, and I, and I mean this not in like a tough love kind of way, but just in like a, you got to do something right? right. So that you kind of got to be the agent of your own change, because if you're sitting around waiting for somebody else to change, it completely takes the control away from you. This is true. Right? This is true. And if you want to feel like you're making changes that are positive for the both of you, you got to be proactive about it. Right. I mean, yeah, but proactive and also just like willing to like also be willing to bend on your end. Like the, the reality is the only thing that people can really change with any level of control is what they're doing, how right. they are responding. A lot of times in conflict, we're waiting. We're waiting for somebody else to change or somebody else to come to us or do the thing that we want them to do. Because we've talked about this in, I think, a previous episode. We're often, we're like, because that's what feels fair. Yeah, I really want it to feel fair. And it doesn't feel fair that I have to do it. Why do I have to do it again? And what I would say to people is like, well, it might not be fair, but it might still be better for you right. yep. <laughs> to do the thing that feels unfair because then you might suffer less. You might have less distress because you're taking more control over the things that are are, are causing you uh, frustration or anxiety or sadness or whatever the difficult feeling might be. Yeah. And it is, again, right, like, I understand it's sometimes a, a tough thing for us to do. But if you if you can give it a shot, yeah. <laughs> just give it a try. Just give it a try. If you can just give it a try, you just might find that you get what you need. need. Yeah, you get what you need. And it's really <laughs> and it's relieving. And it also feels empowering, right? People feel less helpless right. in a situation. They're like, ah, I can do something. Yeah. Now, if everything that I'm talking about is like totally unappealing and you're like, I don't want to talk to my partner and I don't want to address this in them. Well, you do have another option. You always have status quo. Just keep doing what you're doing, right? And you're going to likely have the same outcome and that's okay. That's fine. If you can live with that, cool, groovy. But if you're like, well, I don't want that outcome and I also don't want to talk to them about it. Okay. Well, then you might have to be willing to figure out what you're willing to let go of. Truth. Internally. What can you decide... I'm not going to try to care about that this year. Yeah. I'm going to try to say, screw it. Yeah. If my if my partner wants to be the one that puts up a Christmas tree, and I think Christmas trees are stupid, and I don't want to approach that conflict, and I don't want to have that fight, but I also want to stop being stressed about it, you can also decide within yourself, I'm going to try to let that go. Let that shit go this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just try so, not to worry about it. Yeah. I feel you now. I feel well, you now. It, more like radical acceptance. Yes. I'm going to accept... Like, because, because I don't want to talk about it and I don't like that option and I don't want to have like conflict about it and I don't want to approach that in a different way. Okay. Well, you do have another option, which is to say to yourself, yeah, can I just accept that? Can I accept that this is something that's important or meaningful to my partner and I'm never going to understand why, but maybe I can let them have it. Yeah. Maybe I can let them be who they need to be about this. And I understand that that's like some self-actualized stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, <laughs> but it's really, that's a really helpful skill. Yes. To be able to go, you know what? Maybe I can let that go. Like sometimes I think it is, it feels a little silly, but sometimes I think it is, uh, it is a little helpful to be able to like sit down and if you're if you're really struggling and you're anticipating a lot of stuff going wrong and you're like, I just don't want to talk to him about it. I don't want to engage with it. You can always sit down yourself, like, for instance, and write a list of shit I want to let go this year. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. things that I want to work on 
letting go or talk to a friend about that or a therapist or somebody else. Because sometimes if you don't want to do it with the other person, that doesn't mean that you have no other option. It means you can also try to work on doing it within yourself. Right. And so that's one. Um, and then my final thing, because we could keep talking about this, there's lots of stuff people could do. But these are all your- really great, Doc. I got to be honest. You're, these are really concise this time. You're really like in the cut. I'm loving this. Um, thank you. I appreciate you're, it. You're welcome. <laughs> the last one, people, it's hard. It's also a hard one to get folks to do, but when they do it, it can really be helpful. If you and your partner have been sitting there fighting about, should we do this or we do that? Should we do this or should we do that? And nobody's really winning, flip a coin. Leave it to chance. Wow, really? A flip a coin? Flip a coin. Oh, you know, this is like the beginning of not, a football game. Sometimes you're just not going to agree. And sometimes, like, I have had so many people over the years be like, paper, rock, scissors, that. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? If you really can't agree, sometimes that feels the fairest. Chance. Who wins based on chance? Got and it. like the holidays are a good place to practice things like that because they're acute things. It's like, should we go here or should we go here? Right? right. Should we get this or get this? Well, I think a race car track. Well, I think a big a new set of, I don't know, art supplies, whatever. <laughs> and you can't decide <laughs> and you are just keep fighting. Screw it. Flip a coin. Save yourselves the hassle and the trouble and then be like, all right, you won that one. You won that one. Next one will hopefully be me. Uh, Yeah. So, I love that, Doc. These are great. Is that everything? That's, all, that's it? That's what look I got at, for look today. At you, because look I could keep you. going and I'm trying to stay on task. You know what? I respect you, Doc. I respect the fact you're trying to stay on task and I appreciate you for it. Listen, folks, holidays are tough. All right. We've been talking about it here for the last 45 minutes. And I'm telling you, take these tips of the trade from the doc because they really do help. I was skeptical, like I was telling you before, that, you know, ah, being proactive and actually having a pre-conversation might be tough, but I got to be honest, they really do work. So thank you, doc. Thank you for everything that you do. Um, We have our big season finale coming up next for the end of season three. And we just want to say thank you to everybody. We hope you're having a wonderful holiday season and enjoying everything with your friends and family. And uh, yeah, be kind to one another. And we'll talk to you all again soon. Bye, Doc. Bye. This episode of the University of Pleasure was produced, directed, and edited by me, Jeremiah James. It was written by Dr. Tara Jansen, and me, Jeremiah James. The University of Pleasure theme music was written by the incomparable Robert Felstein. Additional multimedia support by associate producer Kyle Binkley. And please remember, we want to be as inclusive as possible of the diverse experiences of others here at the University of Pleasure. So please email us your suggestions for topics that might be suited to you directly, questions, feedback, or just really great sex stories at contact at universityofpleasure.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like, share, and subscribe to all of our social media.